You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Jets podcast on a Thursday, December 12th, 2019. A very special Thursday because it's a game day. The Jets play their annual Thursday night game tonight. They travel to Baltimore to take on the AFC leading Ravens. And this game is quite a tall order for the Jets. Any Thursday night road game is a tough game because you're on the short week and then you have to travel on top of it. At least it's not a very long trip for the Jets, but it's a difficult opponent on a short week and a week where the Jets are really banged up. If the Jets somehow win this game, it probably would be the biggest upset in the NFL this season. But hey, you know what? It's time. for. We'll see what happens. I mean, isn't it time for the Jets to show us something here? You know, punch above their weight class a little bit. Uh, you know, that's certainly what I'd like to see tonight. We'll see how realistic those goals are. But we're here to preview the game today, and we'll offer our normal preview looking at some of the keys on both sides of the ball. Uh, and I'll start off with key players. And on offense, my key player is going to be Jamison Crowder. And in some ways, it seems like almost kind of a waste to pick out one player because if the Jets are going to win this game tonight, because and the Jets are undermanned in this game, they're the less talented team, they're dealing with injuries all over the football. So almost everybody's got to play a great game tonight for the Jets to win. But I'm going with Crowder for a couple reasons. First of all, he's not been as effective over the last couple of weeks. He's, he's had a couple couple bad weeks, to be honest with you. Really did not play well against Cincinnati two weeks ago in the Jets' loss. And then also had kind of a quiet game against Miami. Did not come come up with some balls that he probably could have caught that could have turned the tide of the game. Though The Jets ended up winning, so it really did not end up hurting them. But Crowder's been quiet, and I think at this point of the year, it certainly looks like he's Sam Darnold's favorite weapon. He's certainly Sam Darnold's favorite weapon on the important downs, on the big third down plays. And I think the Jets are going to count on him tonight to try and move the chains on, you know, extend drives, keep keep some of the, these drives alive and keep the Ravens offense off the field. So I think that, you know, as I said, everybody's going to have to play their best game for the Jets tonight if they're going to be able to, if they're going to find a way to pull this thing out. But I think Crowder in particular, he's a guy I look for to have a big game. I think it's going to have to be... Uh, maybe Crowder's biggest game of the season if if the Jets are going to pull a surprise on Baltimore because, it, again, it's because of the, the situations where he's targeted, where he's the guy that Darnold looks to in key spots to try and extend drives on the big third down plays. Now, he hasn't, he hasn't really been producing the last couple of weeks, so it's time for him to step up in this game. On the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to go with Jordan Jenkins, and... We're going to talk a little bit about how I see the Jets matching up with this Baltimore team, but I think that the primary goal for the Jets on defense might be to try and stop the run, and I think that in the passing game, they're probably going to play a lot of zone for a couple reasons. First of all, with zone, it's easier to mix your coverages in, try and throw some disguises at a young quarterback, and one thing I'm going to say right now is that if you have an idea that Lamar Jackson is simply kind of a running back who happens to take the snaps from Baltimore, you I think you are 
you should lose that notion because I think Lamar Jackson is a very good pocket passer. And I felt that way going back to Louisville. I said that on a show a couple of years back and I, I got some, somebody thought it was somebody on my website thought it was really funny to post all of the criticisms that about this podcast on the, on the internet for me to see. And I distinctly remember one guy because I said Jackson was a top tier quarterback prospect said, well, I'm not, somebody was like looking for podcast recommendations for the jets on Reddit and they mentioned Locked On Jets. They're like, well, if you're looking for a show every day, uh, Locked On Jets, you know, they do five days a week. And, you know, some people said, oh, it's really good. Other people said, well, his voice makes me go to sleep. You know, other people said this guy's not very insightful. And then one guy said, well, I, I listened once, and this guy said Lamar Jackson was a top-tier quarterback prospect. So uh, that that pretty much told me I need to turn this show off. Well, it's looking pretty – you know, I don't get everything right, but that one's looking pretty good for me. So I hope that that guy has come back to the show. Uh but Jackson, I, even when he went back to Louisville, I felt like this was a guy who was a viable prospect purely as a passer. Now, you add in his rushing skills, his, his abilities to make plays with his legs, that turns him into a special prospect. That, that takes him from a quality prospect, I think, to the MVP candidate that we see today. But Jackson can throw the ball. That said, I mean, I think the Jets, you have to figure, figure out what you're going to prioritize. And I think that what the Jets are going to prioritize is trying to take the run away. And again, when the when they are playing pass defense, I think you're going to see more zone. I think you're going to see a lot of zone in this game uh, for, for the Jets because, again, it's easier to kind of disguise your looks pre-snap. It's easier to send a guy into a zone. The quarterback's not expecting it. And even for a guy who I do think is a good passer in Lamar Jackson, look, he's a young quarterback. He's inexperienced. You can throw him some wrinkles that could surprise him, that could kind of uh, throw him off balance and again like this is not again i want to make this distinction because lamar jackson's a good thrower this is not a situation where a guy's just a a a scrambler who happens to play quarterback but these are what the jets have to do and i think that when they you know when you play zone that means you typically can't send heavy blitzes you can't send big and with the secondary the jets are throwing out there in this game they're not really going to be able to do that anyway uh you know they can't leave these corner corners exposed one-on-one so all of this is getting to the point that the Jets are going to have to be able to get home with a conventional four-man pass rush. Maybe you throw in a fifth blitzer here or there and you know drop six into zones. But ultimately, the Jets are going to have to be able to get home with a standard pass rush. And I think that a lot of the guys, a lot of these guys up front are going to be focused more on their run assignments because I think the first priority is going to be able to stop the run, which, which essentially means your edge guy has to get home. And that's where Jordan Jenkins comes in. And that's... This is my long way of saying Jordan Jenkins is my key player because somebody's if you're going to have your interior guys focus on the run and you're going to play zone and not blitz, that means your edge guys have to get there. And look, I mean, this is not a great group of edge players for the Jets. Even last week when Jenkins had two sacks, there were more hustle sacks, coverage sacks, and it was him beating guys. And the other thing about Jenkins, I mean, he's really got a guy with a bull rush. You look at his, where who he's putting his sacks up against. It's he's kind of overpowering the weakest offensive lines he's facing, and you know Baltimore is a, probably a better test than he's faced in recent weeks. So I mean, I I don't know if he's capable of doing it, but all of this is to say I think Jordan Jenkins really does need to get home. I think Jordan Jenkins needs to have some a number of disruptions, if not if not a multi sack game, at least number of pressures, a number of quarterback hits. Because that's, I think, the way the Jets are going to get pressure on Jackson in this game. Blue Chew brings you the first chewable with the same active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis, so you know they work. 
You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach, and since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. Blue Chew is prescribed online and ships straight to your door in a discreet package, so no in-person doctor's visit and no waiting at the pharmacy. Right now we have a special deal for our listeners. Visit bluechew.com. That's blue like the color B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. You get your first shipment free when you use our special promo code LOCKEDON. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's bluechew, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. Promo code LOCKEDON to try it for free. Locked on Jets podcast, getting ready for Thursday night football. It's the Jets at the Ravens. It's the Jets' annual Thursday night game. Here's a weird scheduling quirk for you. This is week 15 of the NFL season. This is the fourth time in five years the Jets are not playing on Sunday of week 15. Back in 2015, they had a Saturday night game against the Dallas Cowboys. The next year, they had a Saturday night game against the Miami Dolphins. And last year, they had a Saturday afternoon game against the Houston Texans. So... Your Week 15 Sunday is typically free if, if you're a Jets fan, and that is, again, true this year. We are previewing this game tonight, though. Let's move up to key matchups on both sides of the ball. And again, in some ways, this is kind of academic because, again, every matchup's key for the Jets in this game. This is an undermanned Jets team trying to pull a huge upset in this game. But I'm going to say for my key matchup, I'm going to go with Sam Darnold and Jonathan Harrison against Wink Martindale, the Baltimore defensive coordinator. And I guess you could throw Gase in there. You could throw the Baltimore defensive fronts in there. But my, my main point here is that uh, this is a defensive coordinator who can, get, who can get very aggressive at times and send blitzes from a lot of different angles. And I get the feeling he's probably watched the Jets on film this year and seen how, how many problems the Jets have had. First of all, just blocking in general, but also picking up different types of blitzes from different angles, passing things off, stunts along those lines, uh, things like that. So I think this is going to be a a test for the Jets in in protection. I think that they're going to be stressed quite a bit. You know, one of the things about blitzing is that it prevents the offensive line from being able to double-team everybody. So you have a bunch of one... It's one one of the theories behind blitzing is quite simply you want to force all of the offensive linemen to block one-on-one because then if every offensive lineman is blocking one-on-one, blocking one guy, nobody's double-teaming, you only need to win one one-on-one as the defense to get to the quarterback. So that's that's one aspect to it. The second is just the Jets, have, again, have had so many issues picking up, uh, picking up blitzes this year, picking up blitzes they're not expecting from different angles. So I'm sure they're going to be tested, and they're going to have to hold up to do this effectively. You know, it's funny. I look at Wink Martindale on the sidelines, and... In many ways, like I have this vision of like John Harbaugh trying to figure out who his defensive coordinator is going to be, and John Harbaugh, who worked with Rex Ryan his first year in Baltimore, says like, "Let's bring Rex back," and they say, "Well, he's not available." And then John Harbaugh says, "Then bring me the guy who looks the most like Rex, because there's quite a resemblance uh, between Rex and Martindale." And in de- defensively, I mean, sometimes sometimes I watch Martindale's blitzes, and they kind of remind me of some of the blitzes Rex would throw out there when he was running a defense in this league. Uh, so it's going you know, to be a challenge. It's going to be quite a challenge for the Jets. And pass protection, I mean, first of all, it starts with the play call. So, again, you throw Gase in there. But when you're at the line of scrimmage, it's really the center and the quarterback who are responsible for figuring this out, making sure everybody's accounted for, making sure you're in the right protection for everybody to be picked up. And this is going to be as big of a test as these guys have faced recently. So we'll see how the Jets do up, up front. Now, on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to say Marcus May against Lamar Jackson. This is where my head's at. 
And I'm just kind of guessing what the game plan is going to be again. But the Ravens, again, I think the focus is going to be on shutting down the run game. And, you know, you hear in the media all this talk about how the Ravens love their three tight end sets. They love to get big. They love to pound the football. And the inclination when you hear something like this, when you're hearing it, you're going to go up against three tight end sets is that, okay, we got to get big personnel in there to match them, match up with them. That's not necessarily the case, though. That's kind of a trap in a way. And here's what I'm, here's why I say that is if you go back and watch the playoff game last year, the Ravens played against the Chargers. The Chargers did the opposite. The Chargers actually went small on defense. And uh, I, I rewatched the game. There's also a great video from Brett Coleman, one of my colleagues at SB Nation, who does a great job with his series, the, the film room, breaking things down. Essentially what the Chargers did in that game was they loaded they loaded the field with safeties and they had safeties play on the edge. And the reason they did that was that on the Lamar Jackson outside runs, you know, if he's up against a linebacker one-on-one on the edge in space, Jackson's going to win a foot race every single time. But what the Chargers did was they put safeties out there. They put guys that could match up athletically one-on-one with Jackson in space. And they relied on their guy, their interior guys to win one to win their matchups inside. They relied on their interior guys to not get blown up inside, to not get, you know, pushed pushed around inside. And it worked. And I look at the way this Jets defense is built and I think about what Greg Williams must see on the film when he watches the team that did probably did the best job against Baltimore the last two years. And I feel like he's probably going to, he might build his scheme that way. And Jamal Adams is doubtful for this game. It sounds like, it sounds like the Jets are not going to put him out there, which, you know, could mean a bigger role for May closer to the line of scrimmage. They talked a little bit about it last week about moving May closer to the line of scrimmage, maybe play more of an Adams role, hopefully get him into a position to make plays. So, you know, May's a guy I look to, and you could look at some of the other defensive backs the Jets might utilize in a role like that. Uh, you know, you you could guess some some of the other guys. It's going to be on the edge when Jackson gets the ball out there. I mean, everybody's going to have to tackle. You know, Bless Austin may may need to come up and run support from time to time. And again, like one of the things I'll say for Bless Austin, he likes to tackle, and that's not true of every corner. I mean, sometimes you watch like some of these college corners who are draft prospects. It's almost comical the acting job they do, pretending to try and tackle somebody and run support, where they're just kind of like diving to try and make it look like they've made an attempt and then they missed the tackle. It's kind of comical to see the acting job. You can tell when a guy likes to tackle. And Bless Austin likes to tackle. So he's another guy that could be in the mix uh, in this. You know, I could think of some, you know, you could name pretty much any of the guys in the secondary for the Jets on the edge. But I question will Greg Williams use his safeties, the way, try and use his safeties the way the Chargers do did last year because he does have the interior lineman who can win up front. It was going to be a good matchup in in that respect uh, in the because the Jets certainly, if there's one thing the Jets can do, it's they, they have big guys who can stop the run. So question is, how will they handle the edge? So I'm kind of extrapolating a little bit, kind of guessing what Greg Williams is going to do. But I think the Jets actually do have the personnel to try and pull something similar off. And I think Greg Williams is creative enough to try try and do something like this. So that's my guess. I think Marcus May could play a role in this game for the Jets, trying to keep Lamar Jackson in check with his legs. Locked on Jets podcast on a Thursday, a game day Thursday. The Jets play their annual Thursday night game this week against the Baltimore Ravens and it's going to be look it's going to be a tough matchup for the Jets the Ravens are a team with Super Bowl goal Super Bowl expectations and 
a team that quite possibly could be the AFC representative in the Super Bowl right now. I would almost say they're. I would say they're the. Not almost. I'd say they're the favorite right now in the AFC. So the Jets are going to have to pull a surprise with a lot of guys on the injured list on a short week on the road. We're talking about some of the things they can do and look on offense. I'm just going to say be aggressive. Like the Jets are going to have to roll the dice, and that can manifest itself in any number of ways. I'd like to see aggressive play calling. Make sure you try, try and put points on the board here. Um, I'd say, you know, try and figure out if you can figure out a way to run a, you know, a well-timed trick play. Guy I look to, I'm, I'm interested to see whether he's going to be active as Jeff Smith, a guy the Jets just signed to the active roster from the practice squad a few days ago when Kyron Brown went onto injured reserve. Smith was a guy, first of all, he's a, he's a guy with blazing speed. And second of all, he's a guy who played a little quarterback in college. Now he's a wide receiver, but he played a little quarterback in the, the former, the converted receivers from quarterback sometimes you get get them involved on some gadget plays where they're throwing the ball and you look even some maybe you can even maybe a fake on something like that can even open things up because the ravens will have a scouting report if jeff smith is active which i'm not sure he will be but the ravens will have a scouting report saying this guy's a former quarterback so maybe you fake a throw to him and you get everybody out of position and that produces a successful play and you know on special teams i guess this, uh, we're talking offense but you could also say on special teams i mean a well-timed fake kick might makes sense be aggressive for it on fourth down when in doubt go for fourth down and short uh because like the jets are a team that their jets are going to have to steal steal some possessions in this game jets are going to have to steal some extra possessions if they want to win this game that's that's what that's the way it works when you're the lesser of the two teams so jets need to be aggressive you know none of this we're just going to run the ball into the line run the ball into the line play conservatively jets are going to need to make some plays to win this game jets are going to need to catch the ravens by surprise and on defense, it's going to be important. To, I don't want to use the cliche play assignment football, but it's important for these guys to read their keys on defense. Make sure that, and this is this is such a tough team to play on a short week because when you have the quarterback capable of doing what Lamar Jackson can do in the run game, it's it's, it's really tricky because he can fake a handoff. He can fake a handoff, then take the ball outside. You always have to account for him. In, it's easy to get guys running into the long, wrong lane when they think the wrong ball carrier has the football. Guys can get out of their gaps. So guys need to be very cautious about things like that. Make sure that they play their assignments, that they're not trying to make the big play. And You, know, you don't want to go running out of your lane oh, up the field trying to tackle the running back when Jackson's pulled the ball and is now running past you. So it's, just, it's, a, it's about keeping your assignments. That's true whenever you play a quarterback who's a threat, who's, who's a threat in the run game. It's about keeping your assignments. It's gonna be t- look like I said. It's gonna be a tough task because Jackson is a dynamic runner, but he's also a good thrower, and that's something that gets lost in this. Jackson can play from the pocket. If you listen to this show, if you take one lesson from this episode of Lockdown Jets, let it be this: Lamar Jackson is a is a good pocket passer. So it's not, but he also certainly can beat you in the run game. And that's what makes that's what makes them such a tough matchup, and that's one of the things that makes this Baltimore team such a tough matchup. But we'll see what happens tonight. That is it for our show today. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoy the game tonight, and we will be back tomorrow to break down what happened.